0: So I I love to cook. I love being in the kitchen. I love to bake. And so, I mean, my mom enjoys it, but my Nana, she really enjoys it. But she, she grew up in that time where that's what they expected. And, you know, they expected the, the wife cooked the man the meal and the dessert and everything every, every night. And so she, she, I guess she kind of passed on that love of cooking and baking to me and, you know we always still to this day we get together and we have like christmas cookies or we'll just we come you know we both love chicken alfredo and so anytime i go over we you can almost bet we're gonna make chicken alfredo together (laughs) so so definitely she you know i think holidays and things we joke kind of because we're like when when nana's gone who's gonna who's gonna bring the dressing and who's gonna bring this because you know that's all of that so you know and then you know my mom's like all right well Time to start teaching Chelsea. It's her
1: turn to make all that now. <laughs> Why well, just pass yeah. over her. <laughs> One of the favourites on our bookshelf, which has been passed down the generations, is called Muddled Up Farm. I actually really love reading kids' stories. <laughs> I find a lot of delight in making up silly voices or just adding an extra dimension. Muddled Up Farm itself goes a little something like this. On a hill far away with its own special charm is a wonderful place called Muddled Up Farm. On Muddled Up Farm the cat says moo and the pig on the fence calls cocorororoo. The goat goes woof and the chickens say nay. The horse drinks milk and the cat chews hay. When a farm inspector arrived from town, he didn't look pleased. He spoke with a frown. This is all very strange. There is cause for alarm. It can't be allowed. This is not a proper farm. I don't know what's happened, but it's gone too far. A dog's got to woof and a sheep's got to bar. I'll teach every one of you what to say. I'll start with the chickens. I'll start right away. You get the idea. I think one of the delights of this story is the fact that I do know it like the back of my hand. (laughs) It has been passed down the generations and the quirkiness that is enriched into the pages. My guest today is Chelsea Morrow and she is no stranger to the farm. Perhaps in not such a muddled up way though. I really enjoyed sitting down and talking with Chelsea because we hadn't had much of a chance to have a conversation like this one. It's such a delight to find out more and a really humbling, heartwarming conversation. I'm Linda Bonney and this is Stories with a Sunday Roast. Chelsea, welcome to the community. I am so glad that you have joined us. I have a bit of a surprise guest today. Chelsea, oh, you've already probably heard or I know that I have an interview with her mum Holly and also work a lot alongside Chelsea in many different capacities and yeah looking forward to how that is developing, so we'll just start with a little bit of who you are and where you are
0: and what your life
1: looks like right now, and yeah, say hello.
0: Okay, yes, hello. So I live in Texas, um, <laughs> very central Texas, a really small town, and so it's me and my husband and our two kids, and we live way out in the country there's like if more than five people go down our road we know there's a party or something because we are way out in the boonies (laughs) Um, but we love it we love it we don't you know we plan on staying here for a while and so yeah
1: Mm -hmm. and I know from listening to part of your story. You grew up in the country, so it's probably no surprise that you've ended up there. (laughs) Right, definitely,
0: yes. We only—we live like 45 minutes from where I grew up, so not very far.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. There you go. (laughs) And tell me a little bit about, let's go back to the beginning, I guess, to start with. Tell me a little bit about growing up countryside and farm life and Yeah, your memories of that and how you think that's impacted you and helped you today.
0: Okay, definitely. So yes, we did grow up in the country. I basically lived in the same house my entire life. We moved there when I was Mm -hmm. like two or three and my parents are still in that same house. Mm -hmm. So we've been there forever. That's definitely home. You know, we had lots of animals growing up, horses, cows, sheep, dogs. I don't remember a point of us ever having like less than 10 dogs. Yeah. Um, we have a <laughs> wow. lot of animals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, some are inside, some are outside, but you know, animals and country life was kind of our thing. Growing up with that, that's what we like. We like being out in the open, being outdoors. We grew up showing animals, we showed lambs. My brother actually got into more of like showing heifers and stuff, but I stuck to the lambs. And so that was kind of like, I mean, my mom participated, but I guess that was my dad's way of bonding with us because he was the outdoorsy, farmy man. But so that kind of, you know, passed us on and that taught us a lot about hard lessons and things. So that's just stuff that I hope to eventually do with my kids.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And do you have animals and a bit of space around you now that you're also maintaining in the midst of children and life?
0: (laughs) Yes, we do. So we have about 10 acres on our house and my husband has a horse that's with us and we have three dogs. We recently acquired a kitty. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're we're gaining more animals as life goes on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's yeah, inevitable, I think. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And tell me, yeah, just, I guess... Because I think there's a certain appreciation we have as we get older that is a little bit harder to have when we're actually living that as children because you start to realise that, oh, not everybody has 10 dogs and (laughs) (laughs) spends so much time outside and that sort of thing. How do you think that appreciation has grown Especially once you start working, I think. I think that's when it does <laughs> it <Yes>. really, <laughs> yeah.
0: Definitely, yeah. So being in the, I guess, country town, there, you know, I had friends out in the country, but you're right. We were kind of the only ones with all the animals, and and that was a big thing. Like we still did homework, but we did chores first. You know, we took care of our mm-hmm. show animals. We did all of that outside, and then we came inside and did our homework and our schoolwork. So that was very much we were pushed very much into that direction as well. And not everyone was. I remember like our friends going over to their house and just being able to play video games or play other things. And then they'd come to my house and well, they'd have to go outside and help us feed before we could do something. Even though we had friends over, we still had chores, you know, they didn't just disappear. And Mm -hmm. so that was kind of, you know, I guess at the time, you know, sometimes we didn't really enjoy it or we'd wait till the last minute to get them done. And you know, they they cost money. You know, if we didn't have all those animals, we might could have had some other things. But animals teach you much more valuable lessons than video games and other things. So now, you know, as an adult and working and as a mom, I can see that there is value to that. And that is something that I want to pass on instead of just Coming home, throw your books down and sit in front of a TV. Hmm. So, yeah, it's definitely more appreciated now than it was.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And look, there's, you know, there's definite protest in that because. School can be full of all sorts of overwhelm and activity and <laughs> life as yes. well. So sometimes you do just want to come home and flop. Right, right? definitely. Even, <laughs> even as an adult, not only just as a kid. Like, right, yes, but yeah. they're,
0: the, they're all, you know, There, I remember, you know, Well, I'll just be sitting here and then I'm like, oh, it's 10 o'clock and I still have to go outside and feed the horse. And then I'm like, <laughs> well, it's hungry too. Here we go, you know, but <laughs> –
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm. And from what I understand, your dad worked away a little bit as well. So sometimes it would just be essentially the three of you, which would no doubt have its tricky moments and feel like a little bit of extra, extra.
0: Definitely, Yeah. And that's Mm. also something I guess you didn't realize as much as a kid because my mom took on a lot of that. You know, he worked Monday through Thursday away. And so he was Mm. home Friday, Saturday and Sunday. But, you know, until we got old enough to, I guess, be trusted to feed the right way and water the right way, she'd have to wake up earlier to do that before getting us ready. And now as an adult, as a mom, you know, I realized how much she had to take on too that I didn't really realize at that time. So yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, and you have quite a special, I think, from what I know of the little bit, <laughs> quite a special relationship as well because of perhaps some of that meaning to all pitch in and everything. You have quite a special relationship with your parents and your mum, especially as well. So, yes, yeah, definitely. that's also lived on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and tell me a little bit about. The contrast between school life and home life because at school, obviously, you don't have 10 dogs running around, (laughs) able to do cartwheels and everything down the front lawn. So, yeah, tell me a little bit about that school upbringing and, yeah, what that looked like for you. Okay.
0: Well, we and my mom was a teacher, and my dad went through high school, but he never went to college. And that was kind of something that he, I don't necessarily say regret, but he really pushed that on me and my brother because he kind of wanted more for us than what he was able to have. And then with my mom being a teacher, you know, she always, you know, good grades was a push and being really active and just present in our school. That was, that was important as well as was our animals at home and stuff. They expected us to make the good grades and to pay attention. And if we didn't, we would, you know, have repercussions at school and at home. And so, you know, we were able to, you know, they supported us in whatever we wanted. We did all the sports, we did all the things at school. And then, you know, at home, we had to still do animals and then do all those things. So, you Mm. know, it was was a juggle trying to get all of it done. But, you know, somehow we made it all happen.
1: (laughs) Mm. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And then you met your now husband?
0: Yes. So. Is,
1: there a, is there a story there? Do you know, tell uh, me how that?
0: Yes and no. <laughs> so we actually, so since I, you know, lived in the same house my entire life, basically, I went pre-K through eighth grade, all alike in the same district. And then <laughs> I went to... Um, high school, just those four years, we, I went somewhere else. And so I met him when I went moved to my new high school and we dated in high school. We weren't necessarily high school sweethearts, but you know, we, we dated, we had a relationship or whatever. And then we both kind of went off to college, did our own thing. And we kept in touch throughout college. Like every now and then we'd check in with each other we'd try to go see each other but nothing ever more than that and then we both actually moved back home with our parents (laughs) I graduated and moved back home and he finished what he was doing and he moved back home and he tried very hard for a very long time to get me to actually go back out on a date with him and I was kept No, I'm not, you know, no, that's okay, you know, just, no, 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 and then finally we did, and that just kind of set it off, and then we never, that was it, you know, we saw each other again and fell back in
1: love. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, (laughs) and here we are, two children later as well. (laughs) (laughs) You were both living with your parents or moved back home, which has Mm -hmm. its own challenges once you... Once you get out and then go back, I think there is yes. a whole new <laughs> level of adjustment and adulting, and oh. yeah, <laughs> because yeah, I did a similar. I always found myself in a situation where I moved back in with my parents with two little ones we were four and two exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were yes very <laughs> yes that was certainly an interesting yes <laughs> moment <laughs> as well so uh did you both then find yourself together after that or did you like what happened after you were both living essentially back at home so
0: i when i graduated college i graduated with a child development degree there's Mm -hmm. not a whole lot you can do with child development unless you live in a big city Mm -hmm. you know in a small town you can work at a daycare you can work at a church daycare but there's not a lot unless you want to commute and the closest big town is 30 45 minutes away and so that was not necessarily something i wanted to do so i obviously didn't really have a, a job didn't couldn't afford a big, a place on my own. So I went back and I got my teaching degree also. And I was living with my parents while I did that and subbing at schools, trying to get experience. And he moved back from school with his parents and he actually got a job and he's still at that same job that he got when he moved back. He's a, a lineman for an electric company. But, and so, you know, we, it was, kind of, I know, it was like we were kind of dating in high school because we still had to tell our parents, hey, I'm going to go see, you. I'm going to go see Brad or I'm going to go see Chelsea, or, you know, Brad's going to come over. Is that okay? Like for dinner, uh, you know, or we'd go do something and we'd be like, well, geez, you know, it's two o'clock. I'm, I wonder if my mom's waiting up on me like she used to do So that's kind of interesting, but they let us do our thing. And we found or we rented a little house that we moved into quickly after we got engaged. So we were working on finding, you know, being our own people in our own space. But it was definitely like, you know, a whole family gathering when we got together.
1: And what what do you think of that was like for oh, for him as well? Oh, yeah, it's because it is it can be quite confronting to meet the in-laws. And,
0: yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and, yeah. Yeah. So you know, and since we dated in high school, we already knew each other's parents, so that, I guess that wasn't as horrible. But we didn't stay together through all of that. So then you know, we kind of had to let the other parent know that okay we're kind of for real this time you know it's different like, than really high school. It's like, <laughs>
1: uh, but then it doesn't feel different than high school when you've got a curfew or a right yeah, so if, you know yeah you're pulling in and the
0: dogs bark
1: and wake everybody up you know <laughs> um, <laughs> and so because you had the child development college progression and that didn't have many opportunities did you end up going back to the big smoke or the big city or how did that then look after that because I uh, know a little bit about where you were in your job Slash career slash children entering into that and ugh, all sorts of dynamics that yes. then start changing. Tell me, tell me about that that journey as much as you can. Right. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a journey for sure. So, like you know, like I said, child development you can't you can't do a whole lot of that in a small town. So I did go back um through our like region center and I got certified to be a teacher. Um, and I yeah. first started in special education. Like to me, that was kind of the Closest thing really to child development was um, those children who need help with the development and things. So that's kind of where I started, Um, and I, you know, started teaching at the same school that my mom taught at, the same school I went to high school at. So I knew the teachers, I kind of knew the atmosphere, you know. So I started there, and then I did get the opportunity to actually go work um, for Baylor University um, in their child development program. Um, I worked; they have an on like on campus Montessori school for the staff members, children, they can attend to that, and then it's part of the child development program. So those students get like a lab school, you know, they get to come and actually practice and see what they're being taught. So I did get the opportunity to do that, but right when I got that opportunity, we bought our first house together. Um, And so it was like an hour and 10 minute commute to work. Wow.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: So, yes. (laughs) And so, Mm. you know, that was, it was real great at first. And I, you know, I was excited because I actually got to use um, my degree and whatnot, but it, that got tiring after a while. Yeah, the nov- novelty wears early. off. Yeah, yes. novelty. Um, so after mm. that, I went back to teaching again, uh, right? Uh, another little school right around where we were, and we're still in the same house. But I'm no longer teaching. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, and from what I understand in the, the other conversation, we'll call it, <laughs> <laughs> there was a little bit of dig the heels in and not wanting to do teaching initially you were like oh no I really yes. don't want to follow suit <laughs> Yes, yes. Tell, tell me about that what yes. happened
0: <laughs> uh, well I you know I guess you always change you know when you're a kid you oh you want to do this you want to do that and so somewhere along there I'm sure I said I wanted to be a teacher but the older I got I was uh, I didn't want to be I grew up the teacher's kid I didn't want to be a teacher and have teachers children not that yep. it's a bad thing I mean you know i Got to know the school in and out. I knew everybody being the teacher's kid. That's just, um, I guess, not what I wanted to do. Yeah. And then and then, whenever that was kind of my only option, it didn't seem so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I did mm-hmm. go back and I did that. You know, when we had our, um, our said, it's a good job for a mom because you get those major holidays off. You get the summers off with your children. But that's uh, still... It wasn't my passion, I guess. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't my passion. Um, and, so, and there is a difference whenever you have to go do something every day to just enjoy it or if you're really passionate about it. So mm-hmm. I wasn't. And so that's kind of led me away from it in a way.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think as you're fiercely, stubbornly trying to find your own identity in a way, there's almost a bit of a vow that we put up where we – do you want to find something different or don't want to just do the thing that people are encouraging us to do right. <laughs> or <Yes. laughs> that sort of thing as well. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I believe it's a little different over in America because you generally, as a rule, go back to work quite quickly after children maybe a lot quicker than the the norm over here. We take more like the three to six months or sometimes even 12 months off after having babies. That's not the case so much over there. (laughs) No,
0: it is not, especially not for teachers. You know, you don't get... Paid maternity leave, most return after six weeks. I returned, I did eight weeks, um, but you, you're docked every day you're gone. Um, you know, you have to use your vacation, your sick days, everything. And then when you run out of that, they start docking your Um. So eight weeks was all we could handle without pay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So what was that like with your firstborn as well, going back? Because uh, I really found that challenging what yes. was your, tell me a little bit about what that looked yes. like in, real, in reality. We can right. make it look fine on the outside. That's generally right. what we do. <laughs> tell me about the nitty gritty. <laughs> yes. Of, um, um, well, I had him um, in 2019.
0: So really kind of like basically six months before kind of COVID and everything. Um. So I had him in September. Um, I, you know, took the eight weeks off and he was, he was a great Baby. He he slept good, he ate good, he was a scheduled person. I'm very schedule oriented. Um, so he kind of took that on really well. Um, and luckily, my mom um, was in the place where she was going to keep him when I returned back to work. So that definitely made things easier. Um, but I definitely had anxiety, and to, I mean, of course, my mom was going to take care of him, but it still wasn't me. Uh, you know, yeah. I still had to leave him, wake <laughs> up early, you know, go to work. And so that was very just. I remember just dreading it as the weeks went on. Like, you know, you feel like eight weeks is so long and then all of a sudden you have a week mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're like, oh my gosh, he's not <laughs> even two months old and he, you know, how am mm-hmm. I, how am I supposed to manage all this? Um, and then, you know, I chose to breastfeed. So you, you have to pump while you're at work and you have to do all those different things that, you know, you choose to do, but you still have to find time and manage it oh, yeah. and show it, mm-hmm. um, you know, definitely hard, but because... You know, I went back, I guess, in November Um, and you have Thanksgiving break, you have Christmas break. And then we got back in January Um, and we were only in school for like six weeks before um, the pandemic shut everything down. Um, And I (sighs) got to stay home with him the rest of the time, which was, uh, you know, it was scary because you have an infant whenever there's a worldwide pandemic. But it was also great because you got to stay home and spend time with them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep.
0: So I, I didn't work more that year than I worked just how everything kind of played out. Um, and so that, you know, that was looking back that that's valuable time that I wouldn't have gotten normal, um, but it was definitely still a challenge.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I also have a coded baby. So he was October, 2020. So he was actually okay. sort of, yeah, in the in yes. the pandemic <laughs> I don't know that there's really a set start or end date for this right. yet. <laughs> however yeah I know now that your little daughter has come along as well that's changed a lot of your motivation as far as going back to teaching tell us what's happening in that space for you right now yeah
0: so yeah we did have our little girl in February um, and we were actually I don't know if In the other conversation, you know about this, but we were actually very surprised she was a girl. Uh, My husband's side of the family is only boys. Um, And so (laughs) she is actually like his grandma is the last girl. So my daughter is the first girl on his side in like 84 years.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah, so
0: we yep. were not expecting a girl. No, <laughs> but
1: we got no. one. <laughs> I've got and three boys. Are... <laughs> three boys expecting another boy. So Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know exactly what it's gonna be. So if it yeah, but we are pretty much thinking and expecting another and, boy. <laughs> and, yep. That's that's yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Yep. Wow, special. Well
0: we she you know, we have her and she's Great. You know, having her in February, that is closer to the end of the year. Um, so um, I did have to go back for the last six weeks, um, but I just knew, and I don't know why, but I knew this time it would be harder, I guess, maybe because you've done it before and you just, you know, you, it was hard the first time. I don't know, but I knew it was going to kind of be harder having to leave her. And then there really not being an end in sight of being able to stay home and get those n- see those milestones and see them do all those first things mm. and so that you know that is i guess a big motivation of why i didn't necessarily want to go back to teaching and try to find um something that i can do from home and just be there with them
1: yeah yeah and i think the experience that you did have with your first where you essentially were put into you know lockdown slash right. <laughs> mm-hmm, were able to be there with him i think it's altered a lot of people actually not just yeah not just in the teaching profession but a lot of people i know yeah. that have been able to be home with their babies all of a sudden which they thought was never possible
0: right
1: and now thinking, well, no, yes. I don't <laughs> want to go back to an office right now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I need to find other ways. And that's that's actually really exciting as someone who's worked independently from home for the last, oh, on and off for the last 10 years, but solidly for the last, I'm getting six, seven. Mm-hmm. Oh goodness I've lost track of what (laughs) year it is sometimes (laughs) but yeah so that for the last six seven years I have found a way to make it work sometimes that's been you know really really scary and with a lot of risk and sometimes it's worked really well and then other times it's been like okay let's find as much as we can you know to scrape together this week for the bare essentials because the financial stress is a big part of that picture. A huge yes, part of that picture.
0: Definitely. Oh, yeah. Goodness. And I am I am not a good brancher outer. I like my comfort zone. I you know, I like stability. I like consistency. Um, and so this is it's been hard and I've gone back and forth. I mean, school started like August seventeenth and the fifteenth I was like, All right, I'm calling I'm calling my old school and I'm getting my job back. Like I was yeah. I was teetering <laughs> back and forth just because yeah. it's so mm-hmm. you know, it is kinda of, it's an unknown and and that that can be scary. But overall, you, know, you just gotta you gotta take that leap of faith, I guess, and here I am jumping yeah. in.
1: <laughs> so if you could wave the magic wand, what would it look like ideally, you know, for the next Let's start with the next few years. <laughs> oh, Lord. What, what do you think would that would look like?
0: Um, hopefully continuing to stay home, um, you know, find just something, uh, you know, talking and doing stuff with you and then seeing my mom's side of it. Um, I know it's possible, um, you know, but I I can't back away. And so it's really um, me just believing in myself and believing in the opportunity and finding the area that I excel at and can and can really flourish and just do a help to my family but stay at home also so
1: yeah and where do you think you've already seen that in your upbringing or your life where where do you draw some of that inspiration because uh, look from what we've just talked about there's a little bit of grit or determination, maybe slightly stubbornness there of <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I'm not going back. I'm right. not, I won't. I'm like, oh, I've got to make this work. So yes, tell, definitely. <laughs> tell me how that has looked in different areas or different stages of your life as well.
0: Well, you know, I, I would say both my mom and my dad are both very stubborn, very hardworking in their own ways. You know, yep. I, <laughs> I would I, agree. <laughs> yeah, you know, I am more, I guess everyone says, I'm more like my father. I'm sure being away from your family working is hard, but he stuck it out. You know, everything that he was able to provide for us, he did it. He made it work and he never, sure, did he enjoy it all the time? Probably not. But did he ever really complain or did we ever see him really complain about it? No. And so that, you know, just, doing what you have to do to get it done is kind of what's been passed along. And, and same with my mom, you know, she has found, she's, I guess, been kind of lucky in the workforce. She's found a job teaching and then what she does now. And she loves and is very passionate about both. And I don't know that very many people get that opportunity once, let alone twice in their life. And so, you know, her, just seeing her being able to take a leap of faith and, you know, dive in and, and not look back. And health-wise, too. You know, both my Mm. mom and my dad are both cancer survivors, so seeing them fight through that and push through that just makes you feel like you can do it, too. Yeah. Were you
1: scared scared during during that that time? time?
0: Definitely. Mm. Probably, I'm sure they realized I was, but I guess I tried not to let it on as much as you are. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it it was definitely hard and trying time for
1: everybody. Yeah yeah Mm. and one thing that I haven't explored very much or get I guess just get the opportunity (laughs) to talk about is music. I know music has been a big part of your mum's life especially and was it also fairly big for you growing up as well tell me about that kind
0: of yes so yeah you know my my grandpa was kind of in the music scene and my mom grew up she knew how to play a few instruments and so i i I learned how to play the piano at a young age it's not really something i kept up with but i did take piano lessons you know we took gymnastics and dance where music is all around you and still you know to this day I sometimes prefer just to sit with a radio on versus watching something on the TV, or I just mm. enjoy some background noise or music and versus, you know, a TV or other things. So that, um, I guess, I guess, yeah, it definitely has played a part in our life. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And tell me, because I know, again, there seems to be quite a close bond between your mum and her mum or your, is it grandma? That you, yes. Nan? Yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about how that has also, what she taught you and how she was, I guess, being the nini that Holly, <laughs> <laughs> Holly is right now. It would be no surprise if they were also... Uh, involved in your upbringing what was that like for you
0: definitely yes so my mom's mom and dad were very present in our life as my nana and my papa they I mean they were at everything I can I think I mean everything they came to sporting events they came to you know gymnastics meets and I cheered in college and they came and watched me cheer at football games in college and in high school and they were a big part and they were always present in what we did and we were always present with them as well always you know we would spend the night with them and we holidays and everything they were just they were very present and they still are my papa is no longer with us but my nana she is very present in my life still and in my kids life and so that's definitely been passed down to my mom. And so she's the mm. amazing nini now to my kids. And, you know, that's something that I aspire to be too whenever I get to be a grandma or, you know, older one of these days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just got to get through a few life events first. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> sleepless nights. <and> right. <laughs> all that sort of thing. Do they teach you much as far as the cooking side of things in the kitchen and that sort of thing? What does that look like?
0: Oh, yes. So I I love to cook. I love being in the kitchen. I love to bake. And so, I mean, my mom enjoys it, but my Nana, she really enjoys it. But she grew up in that time where that's what they expected. And, you know, they expected the... The wife cooked the man the meal and the dessert and everything every every night. And so she, she, I guess she kind of passed on that love of cooking and baking to me. And, you know, we always, still to this day, we get together and we make like Christmas cookies or we'll just, we come, you know, we both love chicken Alfredo. And so anytime I go over, we, you can almost bet we're going to make chicken Alfredo together. <laughs> and, so, and so definitely she, you know, I, I need holidays and things. We joke. Kind of, because we're like, when when Nana's gone, who's gonna who's gonna bring the dressing and who's gonna bring this? Because Nana, you know, <laughs> does all of that. And so you know, and then you know, my mom's like, all right, well, it's time to start teaching Chelsea. It's her turn to make all that now.
1: <laughs> While well,
0: she
1: just yeah. pass over her. <laughs> I'm way too busy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, because there are a lot of those recipes that get handed down. I've got a Nana's favorites on my bookshelf which has a lot of the things like the corn fritters and the uh the cakes and the sponges and she used to do homemade ice cream and Mm. so many different things she used to love to to bake and cook and made some amazing meals that definitely stick with me i don't have the love of cooking so much right now it does feel like much more of a chore (laughs) than it needs to be however it's more I think for me, not that I don't love cooking, it's the before and after. <laughs> it's Definitely. the dish, it's the dishes and yes. the trying to I spoke to another guest who I was talking about chopping an onion one handed, you know, like oh, it's yes. trying to do like <laughs> so many of those things and yes. yeah. Definitely. And look, you can definitely involve your kids from way younger than we realise. Mm-hmm. So even my almost two-year-old now puts toast in the toaster and pops mm-hmm. it down and pops it up and, you know, butters it and everything else pops it on the plate. So <laughs> there's so many things that they are capable of doing that we, I guess, yeah, yeah. Can overlook. Yes. At the same time, it requires a lot of patience while cooking it in does. the kitchen yes, with children.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, and
0: I have a, a funny story, kind of what that goes along with all the dishes. So when I was in high school, I my boyfriend, I guess. After my husband, now I dated someone else. <laughs> and I Every Thursday, you know, he played football. And so every Thursday I would bake him something for the football game. And it was never out of a box. I had to make everything from scratch. And normally, you know, we had normally like maybe cheer practice or something that Thursday night. So I was making things till like midnight, one o'clock in the morning and I'd get it and I'd go to bed and I knew my dad didn't work on Fridays you know well I left everything and he cleaned it up for me on Friday morning <laughs> <laughs> and so you know he still jokes to this day whenever we talk about cooking he's like well did she ever learn how to do her own dishes because I'd always <laughs> just leave it and, then, and you know Friday dishes <laughs> yeah <laughs> the Friday dishes yes. and when whenever me uh, and my husband now got our first house it didn't have a dishwasher and so I cooked and I made him do the dishes I was like if you want to eat my food you are cleaning up my dishes <laughs> and so so now that whenever we got our new house, that was the first thing he was like,
1: We're getting a dishwasher. <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I also I also feel like those quite often I'll get to Friday and I'll be like, Oh my god, how did this happen? Yes, you know, like, it seems like Friday is the pivotal day in the week where you're like, Oh, oh, uh, yeah, oh no. I, I don't
0: want to, yes. <laughs>
1: Oh, it's so fun. And so, <laughs> just to round us out nice and neatly, do you have some favourite Sunday roast memories? Uh, and what did that look like for your family? Uh, as well growing up or uh, traditions that you're creating now tell me a little bit about some of your favorites
0: yeah definitely so you know as my, my mom's parents are very close with us most of my memories like that are just involving them and being around a big table of food and you know whether that's holiday or birthdays we always got together we always celebrated with them and we had the most the most food you can imagine every year we'd say, Oh, next year, we're not making as much. And we always do. And then we always complain because we're eating the same food again, three weeks later, because we made so much. (laughs) Um, We always got together and had amazing food and we'd love to play games, whether that's board games or dice games and just spending that time with family. I mean, I guess kind of Thanksgiving really sticks out in my mind. And the only reason why, I guess, obviously you have a big meal at Thanksgiving, but we almost always had it at my grandparents' house. And, you know, we'd fill our plates and we'd all get around together. And my grandma was in, um, she worked at a school and my mom worked at the school. And even sometimes when my aunt and uncle would come, my aunt was a school teacher and all the kids are used to 30 minute lunches. Uh, You know, so we would always fill our plates and we'd scarf it down and my papa would be over there and it would make him so mad. And he'd he'd just say, well, you know, y'all really need to slow down and just. Remember the flavors you're taking. You know, it would make me so mad that <laughs> we, we just spit. scarfed our spit. food.
1: That we just spit. spent all day
0: cooking. Oh. And so he would always tell us, you know, we need to slow down and savor, savor the flavors, and remember what you're eating, and enjoy the time. And we were like, no, this is too good." You know, we just we scarfed it down. But that's it. <laughs> so. I just, you
1: know,
0: and we still do Thanksgiving together. Um, and we still make too much food, and we still eat way too fast. But that's something I guess we'll never grow out of. <laughs>
1: yeah yep so such so special times oh, thank you so much for joining me it's, yes, yes thank you it's just been nice to touch on lots of those memories down memory lane and definitely just get to know get to know you a little bit better um, yes. this is only just the beginning so yeah watch this space <laughs> yes <laughs> thank you thank you I feel like this is one of those infectious episodes that just sticks around in your heart. (laughs) I really loved connecting with Chelsea and hearing about her journey and just feel like it's such a heartwarming, humbling conversation. And it was a little bit of a surprise because you may have heard from Holly Totten or have it on your list to listen to already. And Chelsea is actually Holly's daughter. And as you hear, there's quite a special bond there. Let's take a quick listen to Holly now.
0: When we redid the bathroom, there were two uh, thumbtacks on either side of the door jam close to the floor. And when I pulled those out, I remembered when my son was younger, like, I don't know, I'm gonna say maybe second or third grade, he had, he strung a fishing wire across there with those thumbtacks for a trip line (laughs) 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 to trip us as we would go in. And the line came down, years ago, but the thumbtacks never did. And so it kind of broke my heart to pull them out, (laughs) but I (laughs) did
1: To hear more about current projects and the book, head over to lindabonnie.com. I gladly welcome you to the community.